Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day. Sarah, I feel like you've had enough shade, though, so I'm hoping everyone else gets theirs first. I've only had enough shade because you've been throwing it at me for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's okay. (laughs) Everything's fine. I'll I'll own that. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) It's all good. It's all in good fun. For you. Maybe. I could be wrong. (laughs) Adam's been serious the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, wait, that was real shade you were throwing? (laughs) You you actually think that? Uh, awkward. <laughs> it got weird. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're back for another episode. We are. We are. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show's done. But it is. We have a little bit of show news, a tiny bit. And then we're going to hop into the book. So I feel like we should blanket the spoiler warning that there's going to be discussion from Eye of the World, the first book, chapters 46 to 49. So four total chapters. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. (laughs) It's like the gas, gas, gas thing. (laughs) Gas, gas, gas. (laughs) Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I want a pronounceable eye of the world acronym. Yeah, uh, I guess it's not. Yatwa. No. Yat. Doesn't work. Yeah. I, I tried everything, so you're right. Yeah, doesn't work. Nice right. try. <laughs> I feel like you don't think it was a nice try. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, luckily, I know that that's not real shade. <laughs> yeah it's not real totally. shit at all yeah totally okay <laughs> you're so unkind like ravens <laughs> yeah that's what i was alluding to yes <laughs> carrying on using your own insult against you or something not an insult i mean it insults my intelligence so it, it is a little bit well that's your problem not mine mm. all right so uh, on to the shameless plug mm-hmm. all right so so in theory we should have seamlessly adjoined the uh the spoiler warning with the idea that we're actually going to be uh we're going to be posting all of our reading schedule or at least not all of it but we'll have we'll have a calendar of some sort on our discord server so if you want to join the discord server 
uh, to see when what we're going to be reading. So you can kind of get ready and read along with us. You, you have a more current understanding of the text of what's going on then you can join our Discord server that should be found in the show notes. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can find it in the video description as well, the, the link to, to the Discord server. And a Discord server is just like a chat room, basically. And we've actually rigged it. We, I'm taking credit for it because mm-hmm. I, I, I totally masterminded some of it anyways, but- What's uh, your idea? It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. So you see that so grudgingly, like, it was okay. <laughs> carrying on. She said through clenched teeth, it was <laughs> anyways. So we, we do have, we do have a really good spoiler, like situation there, I guess you might say like, it's, you know, you sign up for, you go in and just self-assign which roles you want and you can choose you can choose any number of them. They're just, you click a little emote and you can choose like, oh, well, I've read through book five or whatever. You can click that and, you know, you'll be able to, you have access to all those rooms, but nothing beyond that. So uh, mm-hmm. beyond beyond that, however, there's also, uh, you know, we would really appreciate if you want to support the show for free. All, all you really have to do is go to, if you want to do it on Podbean, you can give us a follow and we'd really appreciate that. Uh, give, us, give us reviews on whatever platform you're on. iTunes is probably the best for, and if it's, a, if it's gonna be like a four star or less, don't even bother, just kidding. But five stars really do help us quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's something I'm missing. Oh, YouTube, please go sub on YouTube because yeah. we're up to like 55 <laughs> subs. It's, it's a lot of people. Oh, wow. Yeah, so many subs. Nice. Ooh, 56. Ooh, oh, real time correction. Didn't see that coming. Wow. All right. That's what she said. But <laughs> anyways, that, I feel like, did, did I miss anything on the shameless plug section? Segment? Is that even a segment? It's not a segment. I don't think so. I think we're good. Okay, so now we can talk about actual content. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So, because the the show is not airing, there's minimal show news. Um, but I did find something, which is fancy so, of you. Let's hear it. I tried. Um, so, the Amazon head of global TV did an interview with TV Line. I think it was. It doesn't matter. And he's discussing the season two of Wheel of Time. Um, and he he didn't outright say this, but he pretty much alluded to the fact that season two, because it hasn't been confirmed when it's going to start, but it, it's been alluded that it's going to be most likely like November 2022. It's going to be late. Um, and the reason he alluded to that is because of lord of the rings lord of the rings is starting in september they've they've released the release date and he acknowledged the fact that there's going to be a lot of content a lot of the fan base is going to be overlapping um and they want to be cognizant of that so it sounds like they're not going to make the shows overlap which is totally understandable i think yeah. i think um, that makes a lot of sense that's very similar to star wars and marvel actually yeah. in disney like they you, hawkeye just finished and now book of boba fett's going on exactly. like they just kind of went seamlessly from one to the other but if they thought 
I mean, they're just dipping on their own toes because people would have to pick and choose. And, you know, there's not one clear answer. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And so season two is not done filming yet. Apparently they're supposed to finish in February, I believe, assuming everything goes to schedule. Um, but they did send rough right. cuts of the first couple episodes of season two to the Amazon execs to kind of like get approval before they finalize the edit. So that's exciting. It is exciting. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> you're, you're excited for the exciting news. Awesome. Right. Cool. I feel like there was a, it's like a quote from one of the Star Wars shows, like Kanan. He's like, I'm excited. This is my excited face. Like <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so, for sharing. Good, good Star Wars quote in a Wheel of Time podcast. So, yeah universes are colliding everything's fine it's okay you never know star wars might have existed at one point in the wheel of time because it's been spun so many times you never know it's a good way to look at it there we go that's that's the way i can shoehorn in a few movie quotes from other movies (laughs) (laughs) there you go um cool so that is pretty much the only show news because everything else is kind of boring I hope that they did something better with Matt and Perrin and basically most of the other characters. For season two? Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out in well, yeah. 10-ish months. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we will. Uh, I, I'm excited to see that because I think that this is was, this one's going to be, they, they basically said that in, in an interview with with what's his name uh the showrunner Rafe Judkins mm-hmm. he said he said they're going to be doing books two and three basically in, in right. this upcoming season so it'll be interesting to see because they're, they're pretty different they're pretty different books as as you know as is evidenced by the fact that they're different books so <laughs> this is your excited face <laughs> I know I know <laughs> I'm, I'm making lots of good observations here very astute good uh yeah, it should be it should be fine. I guess we've we've got time to uh, theorize. We do speculate all that fun stuff. I really hope this new Omicron variant stuff doesn't mess with their their final stuff. I hope that Matt doesn't. I hope that the Matt character isn't just like the the professor of the dark arts. Oh gosh. Potter, we just get a new mat every season. The character's now cursed, literally. Oh, oh no. Hmm. Mm. Sad. Let's hope not. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, mm. on that really sad note, do we want to go into the book content? Yeah, let's talk about the book. We're getting close to the end. I know. Um, so we're gonna talk about chapters 46 to 49. Again, like I mentioned earlier. And then next week, we'll do chapters 50 to 53, which are the last four of the book. So we'll be done book one entirely next week. Cool. But not not today. That sounds epic enough. Epic-ish. Cool. Epic-ish. I'll take it. Did you end us on a cliffhanger? Um, yes, I did. I feel like that's that's in line with the na- your nature, though. You just, you know. To end you, on a cliffhanger? You'd do something like that to us. It's okay. It was not intentional, and I realize now that I did it. 
Um, but yeah, I did it. All right. Well, you know what? It's actually, it, there's, there's good symmetry. Uh, you, it, the whole end of any book is going to be pretty spoiled, like pretty cliffhangery. So, right. Right. Well, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Now that you all know, I'm leading you to a cliffhanger. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you can only lead us to a cliff. You can't make us hang off. I don't know. I was trying oh. to make I was trying to make a play on the the horses. You know, you can only lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I followed. You're like I just didn't think it was amusing, so I didn't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> just I just followed. <laughs> uh, oh, I understood what you were trying to do. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you accuse me of throwing shade <laughs> moving on um okay so chapter 46 is Faldara. um so at the end of 45 they've come out of the way gate um so obviously they're leaving and they're heading to Faldara. it's super super straightforward chapter i think um they arrive there they're greeted by ingtar um, which is awesome and they go to lord lord agelmar and they get taken there um or taken to him i should say yeah um and moraine has decided that the the group needs to rest for the night before heading into the blight um so they're gonna stay in faldara and agelmar lord agelmar actually wants them to help at Tarwin's Gap. He's saying they're going to be outrun by Trollocs. It's going to be like 10 to 1 um, and could use her help. And she's like, no, like I got to go to the eye of the world. That's way more important. We we got real stuff to do. You can go have your have your fun at Tarwin's Gap. I'm not coming. Um, and That's he, a, those are the words she used. She's like, yeah, have your fun. Have your fun. The, ha, exactly. Have your, have your sport, Agelmar. It's exactly up Moraine's alley. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, like, I think this shows like really great character. He wants her to stay and help. And she says, no, I need to go do this. This is more mm -hmm. important. And then he like, instead of getting, you know. Yeah, I want my way. Yeah, I'm he doesn't like his feathers aren't ruffled. He now offers her to take some of his soldiers with them into the blight and into the eye yeah. of the world, which yeah. she declines because she knows what's going to go on. Well, um, he, he even says, well well shoot if it's this important like he just trusts her he's like if this is this important why mm -hmm. am i not just taking all of my guys with you like why don't we send everyone with you and make sure you're going to win because we, we can lose a, our city we can lose that but but like right if this is this important we need you to succeed like he's willing to drop everything because he trusts her so so implicitly like it's right it's which really i really like to see that because you've gone through this whole book so far of not knowing whether or not you can really trust her and also just not knowing in general like right. the the communities as a whole yeah. have been very divided on whether or not they trust Aes Sedai so oh, well 
I, well, I love this because this gives a lot of credibility to the Aes Sedai because mm-hmm. all, everywhere else people are like, oh, like we hate Aes Sedai, we hate them for all these different reasons. But then when you get to the borderlands and you realize that they're kind of the only countries that like matter to everyone, like even if you don't realize how important they are, they are incredibly important because they're they're killing the Trollocs that none of the other countries even believe exist. Like right. You know, a lot of them are like, oh, like next you'll be telling me about Trollocs and and the Borderlanders are just killing Trollocs daily. You know, they they have laws in place to prevent fades from infiltrating them like that. that mm-hmm. It's it's a reality to them. And so you go there and these people who matter more than anyone else, really, they're like, hey, like we respect Aes Sedai and like they they're legit. We want to help them however we can. I love seeing I love seeing that that when you get when it when it gets to the place that the people whose judgment really matters mm-hmm. then I said I suddenly go up go up in your estimation it's just cool yeah it's it's a really nice change of like atmosphere and attitude yeah especially like, when you're headed to something so serious yeah it's like if, if everyone can have their opinion on some kind of sport or something, but when when you then you go and talk to someone who played the sport, who who knows it in and out, like maybe he's an old professional or something, like their opinion carries way more weight than just some random guy who like yeah I used to throw it in high, high school a little bit like right it, you're gonna you're gonna take their word for it rather than some guy who's like yeah I kind of follow football it's kind of cool or follow whatever you know yeah. Exactly. I used to stick handle that, etc. <laughs> There's no stick handling in football. Are you sure? <laughs> Fairly sure. I would check on that. But <laughs> let's move on. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Um, anyway, so she's declined this offer. But then, you know, we, we end and uh, Pat and Vane is coming in to the town and he actually gets captured while he's trying to come in yeah. there um and moraine and land take him away and they are going to interrogate him and they want to know yeah. what his deal is and pad and fane was the guy who was following them in the ways mm-hmm. and he has been ravaged by Machin shin yeah and there's there's a lot going on with pad and fane that we don't even find out in this book i'll i'll just say he's He's one of the more awkward characters actually in the entire series. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't really say it that like he keeps coming into it and well, whatever. I, I can't I can't speak for it because there's there's some weird spoilers. But really, I, I've always found that Pad and Fane's place in this series has been just kind of a discordant, weird aside to everything a lot in a lot of ways. So right, right now he's in the main plot. That, that's great. There's other times that he is potentially, I don't know, he's kind of a distraction. He's kind of weird. We'll have to explore that more. But I would advise people who are reading the the books for the first time or or the second or third, whatever, like look look for clues about Pat and Fane and what his importance to the like you know to further storylines. I guess right. What's he doing and all that fun fun stuff. Well, yeah what's what's his significance but yeah, yeah so so pat and fane is captured yeah, he's Yay. captured end of chapter 46 yeah so then we go to chapter 47 uh, is that what's next 
that is we're we're gonna yeah. go in sec, sec oh man you can't speak sequential that's the one boom <laughs> i rely go in on order you. i rely on you for numbers though so you know i can do words you can do numbers it's a good combo yikes yeah you're right i don't want to rely on you for numbers don't gosh. rely on me for numbers <laughs> Ooh. oh man how do we get in this position yeah, <laughs> so chapter 47 more tales of the wheel um Spelled so m-o-a-r right yes more that is that is 100 accurate my numbers come into play <laughs> so okay so moraine and land have gone to interrogate pat and fane which means ran matt perrin Nynaeve, Egwene. they're all just hanging out they're waiting um yeah. and they're with lord Aglemar while this is happening um and he ends up kind of giving them like a, a mini history lesson of sorts all about land and the kingdom of of Malkier and where he you know he gave up this this title and all this stuff and what could have been um which is awesome because it, it's done slightly it's handled slightly differently in the show which makes sense but yeah you know we just get a little bit more background here yeah it's nice i i uh i just like how they have to do it different in the show because they, they don't have they have a limited amount of time but i i just I like the how long he takes to unpack certain things because it, like we're, we're in this new country and it's totally different than than Camelot. We, we were we've been in Andor like this whole time basically like the two rivers are technically part of Andor and so the whole adventure that they've had up to this point has just been in Andor and then they they they're magically teleported to this land where mm -hmm. they're at war with the shadow and they're barely keeping the shadow at bay if if they don't keep it at bay like everyone is ruined everyone has a bad time and so it's it's nice that they're not just okay we're here and we're gone right they they actually set things up where they they take their time. Lord Agamar is an extremely gracious host, and mm -hmm. as opposed to he's being all distrustful and stuff in the show, which I, again I, I'm fine with. But it's just uh, it's it's just kind of nice. We're taking our time, and uh, you know we're it's, they're setting things up. It's totally different. Exactly what you said. It's completely different from what it's been this entire time. Yeah, instead of just like the head-on sprint to the right. end. You know, with, with like, yeah, the show, whatever. We're not talking about the show here, but <laughs> it, and the results here are very different too. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're all planning on going to to the eye of the world at this point. Like that was that's the stated plan. Um, shit, I'm I'm trying to remember though. In the book, I don't think they're taught. I don't think she's told anyone that she thinks anyone's the dragon at this even at this stage i don't think she's no i'm pretty that. sure she hasn't she does uh, moraine does tell them to she tells the like lord agamar and stuff he's like why so let me just take i can find some people like she because moraine he's trying to find help from moraine right. and and so he's saying things like 
okay, well, uh, you know, I'll send some of my strongest, just a couple of my strongest men, because she's like, well, we can't send an army because it'll be noticed. He's like, well, okay, we'll take, we'll take some of our strongest men. And she's like, well, I don't want someone with ego because, you know, they're going to go for the glory. And he's like, well, I can find humble people who are skilled still. Like, why mm -hmm. are you taking these youths? Why are you, why would you take them? And she's, right. He's like, I can find like any of my soldiers are going to be better than than these farm boys, <laughs> and and you know like the, they don't even take offense. Like, yeah, that's true, but you know, but I I really like she's like she Moraine says, well they're the weapons actually. Yeah, they don't they don't look like it, and Hegelmar's like, that's pretty weird. Yeah, she's like, sure, lady, whatever you say. Yeah. He's like, oh, all right, well, good, yeah. good luck, I guess. <laughs> Don't know what you're going to do, but cool. Yeah, cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't think she's actually said it. So. Yeah, I think I think she's just saying, well, we're going to take three Taviran with us into the blight and see what happens. See, see which one shows himself, so to speak. Yep. And we're going to ride horses into it, damn it all. Yep. <laughs> um but so moraine and land do come back they've been interrogating pat and fane mm -hmm. um and they find out he's been a dark friend for like 40 years dude's just been working his butt off i guess is that what know. dark friends do I they guess. just work their butt off i'm assuming so i don't know do you really think that dark friends would have a good work ethic probably not I guess it depends why they'd be dark friends. Yeah. I guess if they're ambitious enough to become dark friends because they think that they've got an inside track to being able to, you know, gain power, however nebulous that is. I guess, mm -hmm. I guess you could you could almost say, you could kind of say that, that they're, that it, some of them probably do work pretty hard, actually. I mean, I feel like he probably does. Like, you find this out, you find out that he's been, been looking and hunting for for the boys for like three years you find out that he's the one who brought the trollocs to the two rivers like mm -hmm. you find out all these little um snippets about him so obviously he's been kind of working hard <laughs> working hard or hardly working <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one of the two um but yeah so we learn a little bit about land and we learn a little bit about pat and fame yeah, just just the tip of the iceberg on Pat and Fane, and he's got a weird accent too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's a confounding person. He is, he is. Um, cool. Any more thoughts before we go into chapter forty-eight? <laughs> oh, I know you always have thoughts. I always have thoughts. <laughs> I I usually have thoughts too, but <laughs> in this case, I think I think this is it. I mean. It's it's very straightforward. We're leading up to a specific point here. Well, I, what's what's strange about this? So they're they're gearing up to go mm -hmm. into the eye of the world, and Moraine sees this. So so she sees Pad and Fane, and she stops all of their preparation. She actually takes time out of out of this like ultimately very important task that she has to complete as soon as possible mm -hmm. to to interrogate this guy who i mean it it shows just how important she thinks pat and fane is to everything because right. 
otherwise she'd be fo she doesn't want to focus on anything else she's she's you know if nothing else she's proven herself to be very driven and very focused on whatever her potentially enigmatic goals are mm -hmm. she's going to be very focused on that and not be deterred and yet this it, it just a common dark friend potentially it, it at least at first glance she's going to take him and just you know and, and interrogate him because I don't know so it just shows and she, she's shown herself to be a woman of good judgment so right you know of discerning judgment so there I just think it's interesting it, it shows it underlines just how important he is he's not just a mere low-level dark friend who, who's dismissible right exactly like the fact that she's taking the time out to do that and get information like she easily could have just been like oh he's probably a dark he's a dark friend to laura agamar and had him deal with it mm -hmm. while they carry on oh yeah she's she's already delegated yeah. <laughs> ingtar's like hey we're gonna lose this fight and we're gonna lose like the our whole nation might just crumble because of our our fight and she's she says sorry you get zero help from me right because i've got my mission yeah exactly so and, and then he's like do you have time for to talk to a dark friend for a little bit she's like yeah i could squeeze a little time <laughs> for that yeah yeah we're good yeah uh, no that's that's a really good point so yeah thanks look yeah, at that look at you making Just, points uh, and stuff yeah i know i'm a, it's nice to have thoughts. This is what it feels like to be Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, so chapter 48 is the blight. Um, so this is pretty cool. So you've got Ingtar leading kind of like an escort of sorts for the group to the blight border, um, which I guess used to be Malkier, I think. Uh, well, yeah. So Melchior was kind of the it, Melchior was the the borderlands before before, before. Sh Shinar was. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of. they're they're kind of going to that uh, area, um, right. and he is kind he he's acting a little. I don't want to say off, but like he's sad. He can't go any. Like he's been given orders not to go further, so he can't go further. He's going to be possibly missing the battle at Tyrant's Gap. Um, he seems kind of annoyed with the Evans fielders. Like he's just, I don't know. He's just being Ingtar. Um, just a moody little bee. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he leads them there and they all go in into the blight and he does right. not get to, he doesn't get to tag along. Um, yeah, he's got some FOMO. Bye. Bye Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so they go in they're, they're heading north and they're going kind of at like land's pace he's sort of delegating it um and i thought this was interesting mm -hmm. so all of them are finding like the weather in the air like there's like it's unusually warm and they're finding it to be like too warm like they can't cope except for perrin and land and Lan, I could kind of understand because he's like from this area. Um, Perrin intrigued me. I'm. Um, I never noticed that. So, yeah. Um, Interesting. I don't know if that's related to whatever's going on with Perrin or not, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I honestly don't remember 
that as as a part of it. It's a. Uh, I guess we should note if you're watching the show and you've never read the books before, mm-hmm. uh, the the everyone does go with Lan or sorry with Moraine and Rand here. Right, right. Versus the show, you're absolutely right. That's a great um thing to to highlight that they changed. They're all there. Yeah. So. I, I do think it's interesting. They, the way they portray the blight here is significantly different from the way they portray it in the movie. Like the movie, they needed a physical representation of it. And they, right. that, that's been, that was like the biggest, the biggest hurdle, I feel like, that a lot of people always said was in the, if you're trying to do a visual thing, how do you show all these different things? Like, how do you do much in Shin? How do you do Mashadar? Mm-hmm. How do you get, show the power and, and the blight and all of this stuff. And so I get their choice there. I, I didn't necessarily love the way the blight looked or whatever in the, but, but it was fine. Uh, I, I do like just how the way they portray it in the books a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think they could do it in the show as well, but it's basically just the, the land is about the same. It's just everything's starting to rot and everything's yeah. getting hotter. And it's just, it's, it's, it's almost like the physical representation of like culture ch- or not culture, but like uh, climate change. Of, right of like global warming just like if global warming was a slowly insidiously advancing threat you know right 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 and then yeah and you you've got all the stuff rotting and corrupted and you know the yeah. further you go into it where obviously the blight has been around longer the more corrupt and like worse it is right um which makes sense yeah yeah it, it's just kind of fun to kind of fun to see that mm-hmm. to see to see that and yeah I don't know uh, but but it's basically the same it, it's and in a way I mean you could almost see it as like a microcosm of someone whose heart is changing to be evil like you know they don't just right. one day wake up as a good person and decide I'm gonna be evil it's it's just slowly yeah you advance into that kind of lifestyle and that's kind of what the what it is to be in the blight it's just it, it's everything is normal and then it's slowly everything that's normal is twisted and a little bit worse yeah exactly so anyways yeah i'm probably i'm probably reaching there but i thought it was an interesting metaphor for no me but i i like that because you it, it also adds to the fact that there is a border of where the blight is because it's slowly creeping in to right. the rest of the world, right? Well, yeah, and, and there's no way to fight it. They're, like, there, it's just once it hits, once it hits where you're at, there's there's an issue. Like, there are issues, um, right? So that that that's a concern. What happens with farms, for instance, if you're a farmer and the blight just hits Comes your in. land? are you going to just like grow corrupted potatoes or you, you got to move out? What are you going to do? And then that, that creates infrastructure problems for the entire nation, really, if all the farmers have to pack up and leave. Right. So anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're going into this though. And, yeah. and Lan is, he's trying to get them to, to like the mountains and he doesn't think they're going to get there before nightfall um so moraine suggests that they make camp which 
he seems to be on board with and they they can't buy a lake um and she used this is i also found this kind of cool it's like she strategically picked this spot um because she can draw from the one power from the lake and set wards around their campsite and i thought that was interesting because it, it sounded like the lake isn't necessarily corrupted or maybe it's not as corrupted as the rest of the surroundings so she's able to draw from there without being worried about you know side effects yeah yeah so that this is another instance of of things that happen in book one like what happens in book one stays in book one kind of thing wow. where where she's she makes everyone invisible and she's drawing power from a lake and mm-hmm. it's 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 doesn't happen again ever and that's not really how the mechanics of how the world works but I mean, right. it happens in book one that's 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 fine Book one, in a lot of ways, I, I've been thinking about this, actually. Book one, in, in a lot of ways, feels like the age of mythology, kind mm-hmm. of, where people might say, an Aes I can grow to the size of a building, and, you know, she can make everyone invisible, and she can stop metal with her wooden staff, and whatever, you know, like, uh, there, there's all these different weird powers that she has and then and then you enter into like the next age where everything is more realistic but book book one there's just a lot of kind of weird stuff that happens that some of it stays for the next one you know right but not all of it so which makes sense yeah i think um i feel like that's typical in a book in the first book of a series too you're flushing oh, yeah. everything out so um i have no issues with it it's just an interesting thing to note yeah it just means that i have to pay attention to these things and not latch onto them right i mean you can latch onto them if you want but i you're you're right that that would be the the most foolish ever right your words not mine right but yours as well So she's made all of these these wards around them. Um, and so Rand can't sleep now that they're all whatever camping out. And he's just, you know, overhears Lan and Nynaeve like confessing that they have feelings for each other. And Lan's refusing, just like, refusing to accept Nynaeve's love. And it, Rand basically decides to you know, quote unquote, go to sleep with like the last thing he sees is Nynaeve crying because Lance rejected her in a way, um, which is sad. Yeah. Oh, this, how did you feel about this part? Did you realize that they ha- had feelings for each other up to this point? No. Yeah, the, this was weird for me. I, I, I mean, once I eventually learned that they had feelings for, you know, then, then you can spot little tiny signs of it throughout the book, but he's he's incredibly subtle throughout the book. And it did, I was like, what? I I don't, I don't need this. This is just random weirdness. Why why are we adding this to the. uh, It's like Rand and Egwene. They're in a relationship apparently. 
that's what I hear. That's so, what they tell us. Supposedly, they are. They don't act like it, but they right. are. I mean, in the show, they do dishes together. Then they, you know, yeah. Then they, you know, then they actually have relationship elements to their lives. Right. But yeah, uh, it, in this one, they just bicker and don't talk to each other. At least, at least, naive and Lan discuss it. But but then Lan's just, I don't know. I, I always found Lan's stoicness to be a little annoying in, in the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. a little bit of, uh, what did he say? He, he says things. He says things like, "I can't give my bride a grave or so like a, as a bridal gift. Like I can't give death to my bride." Or I, I forget what. But it's all just like I'm gonna die because of my war with the blight and or, you know right. with, with the shadow. And I can't give, I can't marry someone because I will inevitably die and she'll be sad. And yeah, like it's very, uh, I don't want to say like over the top, but it is a little bit over the top. Yeah. Uh, I always, it's, it strikes me as so he's got this war against the shadow, which is admirable, but it, it it's always struck me as somewhat selfish, actually. Right. Of uh, like he, He's, he's got this this unswerving war against the shadow that that's great and that that helps everyone to some degree but it also means that he has the ability to just he kind of just does what he wants in a way because he's he can just do it in the name of in the name of convenience for his cause or whatever right you know he, he just pushes naive away and you know maybe he thinks it's for her own good but it just it just makes it impossible for anyone to partake in his life kind of yeah it does um so that's the end of that chapter (laughs) they end on a sad note yeah a sad note that's also a little bit out of the blue yeah isn't where they they were overlooking the malkir right they're overlooking the seven towers yes wasn't wasn't Matt like throwing things into some water or something like throwing stones into some water or, or they saw something moving in the lakes and oh, there's, yeah. there's like some kind of a monster in there something like that um that would make sense because they end up running in the next chapter okay I don't remember him throwing stones but I would not be surprised given the fact that oh. it's Matt I could just be, I could just be uh, like, so I know that there's some kind of movement in the waters that it's like, we don't want to mess with whatever is in there, mm-hmm. but I, I could also just be juxtaposing that with Lord of the Rings where they throw stones, uh, like the hobbits throw things into the water. And then there's this, like a big monster in there as well. I, I right. could just be, but I do remember there's like the lake, there's this, uh, there's an ominous cast. It's not just that the towers are gone and destroyed and and those towers used to be real nice when bland was a kid like it's only been a few decades and they're they're just totally you know they're an advanced state of decay and everything but uh you know it's just this really ominous feeling of of what's happening here and yeah right yeah um anyways yeah it's it's the blight yeah it is so okay so do you think do you think yeah. the 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 dark one like 
has started propaganda and he said he has people say things like blight makes right and stuff <laughs> he probably could he's gonna yeah, make like, little posters yeah like t-shirts to say yeah you can get a pin to, yeah like have the emergeral where where the little you know <laughs> blight makes right campaign <laughs> vote for the dark one <laughs> yeah you can have a little i voted pin oh um, man uh, okay so chapter 49 which is the dark one stirs um so they all wake up they've been camping by this lake like you said they wake up from the heat again what, what does he stir like, i don't know a drink sorry continue um <laughs> uh, anyway so they wake up and then like the first thing Rand notices is that Nynaeve's eyes are all red from crying the night before. Oh. So that's sad. It's good that we have Rand as the perspective character because if it had been Perrin, yeah, it, it would have just we wouldn't have even seen that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that convenient? It's good that Rand was the one who, you know, convenient is all I'm saying. I, you know, now that you say that, I would like to get like a little snippet of that chapter from Nynaeve's point of view. Yeah. That would be, that would be fun. To actually see her as vulnerable a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because we see her, she, she's very stubborn. She's very, you know, logical and I don't want to say level-headed because I just said stubborn, but she's stuck in her ways a little bit. So it would see, it would be nice to see a different side of that. Yeah, the, this is this is one of the chapters that I, I kind of like Nynaeve more just because you see that she's not just the stern, right, cantankerous wisdom. She's she has, she has feelings. She's just, she has to be strong or at least show what strengths she can. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to be seen as weak. Like she doesn't. She, she keeps her help. her guard up all the time. Mm-hmm. and then you see like a little snippet of it breaking and then it's gone yeah so yeah um but so they pack up and moraine erases their entire you know presence from the, the campsite and while she's doing this she's channeling the one power um it kind of confirms for her that Nynaeve would be able to channel um because i think Nynaeve ends up feeling sadar when this happens oh interesting yeah that that's right like she well well moraine knows that she can channel already because she already had that conversation right with with nynaeve but okay so like nynaeve is yeah i I don't remember that part actually (laughs) i don't know um that's cool that's cool yeah <laughs> neat yeah. yeah this this is why we're stop. this is why we're pausing a little bit right just so that we can so we can have the book catch up to where we're at so that we're more and more current as we move along through these books uh because we read read at a faster rate than we could discuss yeah as much as it pains me to pause but we've mm. paused i know i really want you to read book four so bad no, we're getting there um Okay, so they continue to go further into the blight. So obviously it's getting more and more corrupted. And Matt notices that the trees are kind of like creeping in on them even more. And it's like they're 
reaching out to grab yeah. them, which is super creepy. Um, and you know that that visual can I just say gives me like Snow White vibes for some reason. Okay. Of like her going into like the forest and when she's you know running away and it's it's been a very sure long time White. since I've seen Snow White. I'm pretty sure it's Snow White. She's running and she like she runs from home or from from the hunter trying to kill her and she runs further and further into the forest and as she's running the trees are like reaching out all creepy and like grabbing at her anyway uh, okay can tell can tell when i was raised um <laughs> but didn't snow white come out it like in the 30s or something crazy like that it did it was their first animated film i'm pretty sure it's really old little fun fact um no, the that imagery is actually terrifying. I, I remember it when I was a kid. It is terrifying. When I was a kid, I I was the the scariest thing for me was there was this book where the, this kid had to go to it, he he was running an errand to get something for for his mom and he had to run past this big huge scary tree and it's dark and the moon's out and it's like the tree's going to grab him and it's uh, it, you know, looking back, I think it's like he's conquering his fear uh, over this. It's just a tree at the end of the day, but he mm-hmm. sees it as this really big, scary thing. And I, I just remember thinking back then when I read it, I was like, why doesn't he ask an adult to help, like walk him back <laughs> to like, I was, and really like what kind of negligent, awful parent sends their kid out, like their little kid who's, who's so young that he's afraid of trees that <laughs> uh, to, to go run an errand to talk to adults Mm-hmm. Uh, alone like at night mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's a different age but I was like as a parent I, I kind of offended my sensibilities a tiny bit <laughs> I just said why are you sending your kid to do this like, yeah is, is it really that important that your kid could just get abducted and sold to you know whatever awful things happen to kidnap children these days anyways man you were killing it today on the good notes yeah uh, well we're in the blight like we're in the blight there's nothing there's nothing good or light about this and no. trees are coming to kill them sarah yeah okay. yeah so you know like the blight the blight's creeping in on them so lan ends up moving ahead of the group and and going off alone you know doing his land scouting nonsense um, and Moraine's urging everyone to kind of come closer to her for protection. Um, and yeah, they end up they end up racing ahead because something they don't know what is clearly following them, and they're in the blight, so obviously, and they're they're going towards this like pack of worms, shadow spawn thing um, that isn't necessarily leading them to safety, but they know that like whatever is chasing them is going to be more scared of that um so yeah and then as they're doing this they're they're going and ran's desperation to like get to the eye of the world just is increasing um Mm -hmm. and and this is where you have like this imagery where i was saying on a, a few episodes ago that i pictured the eye as like this greenery of um right field and all this this, where it shifts and and the green man appears 
mm-hmm. um, which we don't see in the show at all, but he appears and he greets Rand and Perrin. And I think Loyal is with them as well. And yeah. he's going to lead them to the eye. Well, so there, there's like a there's like a big battle though for a, a little bit before they get there. Like there's creatures, you know, the trees are converging. There's creatures, and it's just madness and limbs and mm-hmm. and arrows and fighting and swords and axes, and it's it's just total chaos. And then, yeah, yeah and then they eventually do get into the the eye, as you say, or into the into the green man madness. Yeah, and that's the end. We are at the cliffhanger. I guess we are. Yeah, the the green man is awkward and says weird things, but yeah. that's that's to be expected from this book. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird time coming up next week. So, yeah. So, okay, so who's the Mac? I don't know. I I know who I'm going to say. I mean, I don't think it's Rand. I don't think. Are you going to say Land? I feel like you're going to say Land. Yeah, I'm going to say Land. Are you actually going to say Land? Mm-hmm, I am. Because if I had to pick, I would pick Land. Yeah, because, I mean... He's kind to Nynaeve. He he calls her a lioness or something like that. Uh, you know, he's he's complimentary, and yet he's I don't know. He, he kind of just acts annoying to toward her a little. Like I I don't really overall. He's very competent here. He does he does good things, and you can't. Uh, it's a pretty awkward time for someone to profess their love. Like they're gonna go confront the dark one and see the eye of the world. They're in the middle of the blight. They're at the they're in the graveyard of this guy who could have been the king of this kingdom who's now now it's defunct, mm-hmm. you know, and, and toppled. And she's like, I have feelings for you. But like, do you think maybe they're doing that because they think they're gonna die? Yeah, but if they think they're gonna die, then maybe he should just stop being a dick. And like I guess, yeah. Know. That's that's the other side of it. Uh, well, because he clearly has feelings for her too, right? So yeah, I, I wouldn't say anyone else is. No one else annoying, is really annoying. Really. Yeah, no. unless you call whiny Ingtar, but he's not really a character that we should consider for this. I feel like he's not a main character. No, not in this book, at least. Not yet. No. Yeah. So, Lan's annoying. Man, that's uh, that's too never, bad. I never thought I would pick Lan. No, Lan is Lan is pretty great usually. Yeah. I mean, we we could just pick Egwene because she is in general annoying in book one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she she's not bad this these chapters. She doesn't really do anything, to be honest with you. She's just there existing. Same with Perrin, just like in the last episode of the series. <laughs> <laughs> There's parents yes. standing around again. Just yep. existing. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Anything else? Oh, I'm excited to conclude the weirdness that is Eye of the World. And I know. I can't believe we're going to be done next week. I know. We'll be 115th finished with the series. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's I got a, a ways depressing. to go. 
<laughs> I've got ways to go. Awesome. Um, yeah. So next week, again, reminder, chapters 50 to 53, last four of Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. If you feel like reading along. Um, cool. Final words? No? Yes? Oh, I, I'm out of thoughts, Sarah. Unlike yeah. you. No, I always got thoughts, but we'll pause them. That's it, everyone. Thank you so much for watching slash listening. Uh, Adam, thanks for hanging out for another hour, however long we've been doing this for. I feel like you just rolled your eyes at me, but I did, and I kind of like, like, I don't know. I was trying to do math slash time in my head, and it went went poorly. Damn it. (laughs) So there there I am, as Sarah, doing time, whatever that means, in my head. (laughs) I have thoughts, okay? (laughs) anyways folks we thank you for listening we apologize for any unkindness and may you always find water and shade